Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Ooh, good evening, everyone, for another spooky hour of Ghost Chronicles International, where we tell you all kinds of interesting ghosty crap. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsinks. And with me in the land of the wind-driven storm is the gold standard and oh the platinum standard what the hell why not a ghost hunting mr stephen parsons yo yo that's it i get a yo oh, i'm keeping it brief <laughs> i guess you what do you keep me brief you should talk as much as you can before you get blown off the air that's true yeah we, we're having an unseasonable summer storm Really? So uh, we've got a bit of wind, and yeah, I mean, because we live out out on the edge of civilization, in the on the edge of nowhere, um, our power and uh, therefore and also broadband is being a bit uh, messed about with today. So if I, if you suddenly find how is that, that any I'm, different than normal? Um, well, it's normally quite reliable, hmm. quite reliable. Hmm. It's just uh, you know because. Because obviously this time of year the trees have got lots of leaves on them, they tend to fall over more easily in the wind, and they keep bringing the bloody power lines down. That's when, um, yeah, I was going to say that's when. But there we go. We're so, New England. We're used to that crap. Yeah, we very. I mean, we have um, what over 150 days a year with 50 plus winds, so we're used to it. So what's the bitch? I'm just saying because it's the summer, it's unusual, and the trees have got more leaves on, so yeah. if suddenly cut out during the show, you'll know why. Oh, okay, fine, thank Gee. you. Thanks for That's, sharing that. You try and help people. That's going to help me how? Because it'll give you a warning. It will? You're just going to cut out. How is that giving me a warning? Well, at least you'll know I'm going to be doing it. Uh, well, but you I may have... not. Just because you're so not. Debbie Downer, that you well, no, I, I have so a, you might get blown off the air. Well, I what have a hell? plan. B. Well, it's okay. We have a plan B. Oh, Is that got anything to do with uh, string and uh, paper cups? No, but it does have to do with the four G net phone network. Uh, yeah. Whatever happened and, to string and paper cups? Uh, that was a great invention. Free telephone. Have they ever used that? Well, telephone call. Have they ever tried that during seances? You know, I, I was just thinking that when you said just, it. <laughs> prior to the invention, our minds run in the same gutter, yeah. don't they? <laughs> I was just thinking, prior to the invention by Edison, of, of course, of the telephone, did um, did I know? Was the telephone call from the dead? You know, two teacups and some twine. Teacups and, and did it work? There you go. Well, they wouldn't have had paper cups, would they? Not they did work, didn't they? Uh, you could hear the scene. Why did it work? I kind of regret asking now. Why? What do you mean? <laughs> you do know why it works, right? Why does it work? Do you know why it works? That wasn't my question. I wasn't telling you do how I, it works. Do I, do I know how uh, a paper and string phone works? Uh, cups and string phone works? Yes. 
Of course I do. Okay, so explain it to our listeners. When you speak into a paper cup at one end and you have your ear to the other end, the voice resonates the end of the paper cup. Those resonations are carried in the form of waves along the string and they resonate the, the bottom of the receiving cup, which is placed against the ear, and turn the vibrations back into sound. Isn't that so cool? It's very cool. It's, um, it's one of the, the, the things that kids play with at school. I know. I mean, yeah. and we had. I wonder you know, if they do anymore. Actually, do you know what? I wonder if they do. I, you know, that's the thing. There were so many cool inventions that people just don't care about anymore. You're like, you know, the same way with, with crystal radios. Do you ever have crystal crystal oh, radio? I've got one. I've got one. I built one. I built a, a new crystal radio Good uh, during, during the winter months for one of the boys because yeah. uh, it was available in a little science kit in a cardboard box and. Um, yeah, I mean, I I remember building cat's whiskering crystal radios as a as a boy, and um, no batteries or anything, right? Nothing. Um, in fact, they're so wide open on the frequency range that I wonder if they're actually better ghost boxes because they pick up more than the the PSP. Damn, you are thinking just like me. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I've actually come across ghost uh, radio devices that when you take them apart, I can't remember the name of one. I've, I've got one a couple of years ago. When I took it apart, it actually was a variation on the crystal radio uh, with a wider open. In fact, actually, the Raudiva diode device, the Raudiva diode is a crystal radio. We built uh, a similar one, the Tesla radio. And, yeah, I uh, mean, all of these yeah. are crystal radios. Are, are Basically, it's the same thing, too. A Tesla radio does, does the same. And we, we, got to actually, we got some actually interesting, uh, you know, results with it. Uh, you know, I'm not saying it's, it's paranormal, but they certainly were interesting. We did get something with it, which was kind of cool. You're bound to, because, I mean, the frequency... Um... The, the the frequency band is wide open on those crystal radios. They can pick up, you know, the entire AM band. And but you know, is that what the broken radio does? Uh, yeah, but I mean that scans up and down. But in the case of a crystal radio, mm-hmm. the entire frequency spectrum um, is is pretty much wide open all of the time, and you do get a real mixture of received radio stations coming in simultaneously. And the idea, of course, is that you, you try and attempt to tune in the most powerful ones so that they override all the others. But with a little bit of, um, you know, if, it, if you detune it slightly, it's perfectly possible to pick up two, three, four, five and more radio stations simultaneously. And the way the audio chops in and mixes around, you can get some, you know, wow. You can make of it as you will, I suppose. Yeah, But on the subject of spirit radio, I was asked a question uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, during the really? weekend it was, uh, about how, how it is. You know, what are the theories? People behind? always often say, Steve Parsons, do you... Uh, as, as an experienced investigator of many years. Experienced investigator of many years. I get asked lots of questions. <laughs> God, I hope he's not listening to that. <laughs> anyway, uh, and one of them was about what are the theories, uh, you know, about how do spirit box radios and uh, similar devices, the PSP7, uh, ITC7, the uh, what are the, these portals, portal-type radios, how do they work? And, and actually, the theories vary widely 
um, there are several competing theories. Two of the most common that have been offered forward are that the spirit realm is able to uh, now, you've got to bear with me on this one. It gets a little bit uh, mind-bending. A little dicey. Well, no. First of all, the spirit the spirit that you are, wishes to communicate with you, or vice versa, mm-hmm. uh, is able to hear your voice. Uh, simultaneously, it is able to monitor in real time every radio broadcast within a 1,000-kilometer range. If you That's amazing. AM, if you're using the AM, AM band. So every station in Europe or North America, is being monitored simultaneously by the spirit who is also listening to your voice. So it's, the, it's sort of like guess, the oh, CIA and M- M5, better, M15, right? That's only oh. half. That, we're, we're still only halfway through this. Okay, okay. So the spirit is listening to you in real time. It's monitoring a 1,000-mile radius of the AM band in real time or a 50-mile radius of the FM band in real time. So several hundred radio stations. It is then, at the same time, processing, uh, selecting which bits of audio it wants you to hear by way of its uh, reply, hmm. and then pushing that in, and then sending that through the device. Well, how does it send it? I mean, I don't get it. It's li- <laughs> well, that's the bit that's missing. To all these and, and, no, well, that's and the bit that's missing in the How theory. do they pick that piece and send it back? I'm curious. Well, listen, if they can monitor a thousand radio stations, if they yeah. can monitor you, that that's it. That, that bit's just, you know, you just take that bit for granted, don't you? That's just oh, oh, okay. Um, I'm just curious. How they actually do it. That, that's one theory. The other theory is that um, the spirit listens to your voice in real time, mm-hmm. and then it uses whatever your radio is doing. So it doesn't interfere with, uh, it, it doesn't monitor the radio bands directly and then select audio. What it does is it it uh, actually listens to you and your radio um, in real time and then blocks or constructs the audio response using the uh, speaker output of the radio. So it, it actually is listening to you and listening to the radio and chopping out the bits that the radio is making to in order to put together. A bit like Sparky the Magic Piano. Mm, so they're the two... Cool. They're the two uh, competing top theories for how a spirit box works, and if you think about either of them, they're fairly. It's a fairly mind-blowing proposition that the uh, spirit world is uh, thought to be able to do. If they can do all this crap. Why can't they just talk? Exactly. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just curious. I, you know, it I was wondering that overly long way, an overly long way around, doesn't it? I mean, why I mean, can't it... we have a long conversation with the spirit of Southern? Oh, you ask twelve questions, you get an answer that sounds like it might fit you with something you were saying. And say, oh look, I got that answer. Whatever, all the other crap that came through. Well, it don't count because it wasn't because uh... because obviously they they prefer not to do that. They obviously prefer to mess around by why? you know. And itself is a question, isn't it? I mean, there are there are obviously mediums who claim that they can have direct two-way conversations with the spirit world without the need for these devices, and that these, and that their answers are in the form of a direct conversation. The Do you find that response, bizarre though, and, and rare versus you know most mediums won't tell you that? 
Uh, I find it rare. Uh, certainly most mediums. Uh, but also, what's interesting is you also have, uh, from the spirit realm, um, where they have communicated and explained the difficulties that they have communicating with the living, the, the spirit world claim, or rather the medium claims that the spirit said, might be more accurate, um, that the communication uh, from the spirit perspective is rather like... Um, communicating through a thick sheet of frosted glass um, that that muffles, you know, all all of the signals. And so what gets through to the living is a very distorted, very broken, very, uh, you know, poor... Because it goes through the medium, right? Well, but it also goes through the ether to get to the medium. Oh, the ethernet. My famous ethernet. Yeah, no, not the ethernet. Yes, the ethernet. I've invented that coin now. Okay, well, I've got an Ethernet. Ooh, what is that? I hear the Ethernet. Somebody's got the speaker on. Ooh. That's a spirit realm trying to pop in. They're trying to communicate with us. Hello? Hello? Wow. Now, was that paranormal or what, Steve? Hey, I'll tell you what. I mean, I, I really think that was a ghost. Uh, okay, you think it was a ghost? Yeah, I'll tell you what's equally bizarre: uh, this idea of um, calling out, because if they can hear our voice, past, we just had that phenomenal experience, and, and you just blew over it like it was nothing that happened. And we were uh, talking about spirit communication and gobble, and and well, I, just... I was sticking to spirit communication, but I was keeping that that radio that that Skype malfunction in perspective. Well, I don't know. I mean, if you if they can do this all with the the box we were talking about and everything well, else, if can, well, if they can, I mean, that. well, there you go. I mean, if they can, let's have one on the show now. He's trying to come through, and you keep yakking right, like well, some clunk ahead here. Well, I'm going to follow my chair. Oh, I did. Right. Well, have 15 seconds of silence. If you're on the podcast, this isn't a problem. We're going to have 15 seconds of silence to see if the spirit will want to pop in. See that. Did you read what's happening on Skypes? The board started to light up. What happened? 15 seconds of silence, though. Oh. Oh, God! That was scary in itself. <laughs> How rude. <laughs> so, what, what did that happen? Did, the ghost what, what happened on Skypes? I don't know, but we have a ghost in the building, so maybe it was her. Oh, it's in yeah, I think it's a female. Does she have a name? Mucking up my show. You cheeky gronk. Does she have a name? We lost her. Oh. Ooh. Maybe the ghost, ghost killed her. Maybe. But this yeah. idea of spirit communication, I mean, that is, it, that's what's been the nub of it for, for the, for the thousands of years, hasn't it? You, the Greeks would go down to their oracles. Um, the ancient Egyptians would go into their temples to try and communicate with their deities, their gods, the spirits, their ancestors. Um, you know, communication with the other world, the other realms, the spirit realms, is an intrinsic part of our humanity. This mm-hmm. desire to communicate with those that have gone before us, that have passed on to somewhere, maybe, possibly. Um, you know, it, it, it's a common thread through mm-hmm. throughout society and throughout the ages. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Victorians with their seances um, were, were trying to do the same thing. The modern ghost boxes, the modern device, electronic devices, the Ouija boards that predate them, uh, the planchettes that are all attempts at communicating with another realm, another world, the ancestors, the spirits, the gods, the deities. Yeah. Uh, I believe you you um, you also um, undertake seances on a regular basis. Yeah, which is important to do it on a regular basis. If you're attempting to set up any type of rapport, as the spiritists believe occurs in a seance, and why they believe that mediums are who they are is because they actually build a rapport with the uh, spirit world. But uh, anyway, you were doing so fine. That's okay. Um, one thing I, I did want to talk about, and, and we mentioned it briefly, was the Ethernet. And I have an Ethernet cable here. Yeah, it's not the same as that Ethernet. It's the Ethernet. It's it's basically a buffer zone between the liver and, and the dead. So, for between instance, the liver, between the liver and the dead. The liver and the dead. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, yes, what happens is the. Uh, for instance, my laptop is, is in the Ethernet because it's not in my office, so it just disappeared. So I figured it's out in this Ethernet, which is a, like a buffer zone. And, uh, and the spirits keep telling me they have it. So, uh, you know, I just, you know, I told them to uh, return it or else it would be big trouble. But they don't uh, seem to be listening to me. What on so, earth were you saying now? I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't respond with anything else. I thought I you were I... going, and I was just filling the other thing. No, I was I was listening intently to try and figure out what the hell you were saying. There was actually a point to that. Is that what you're trying to say? Well, no, I was trying to find a response to it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you, don't you have things that disappear and and then they reappear somewhere else, right? Isn't that one of the the, oh, the gosh, keys? I mean, of, yeah, the keys I mean, of a haunting, right? It's one of the. It's actually. It's more related to um, poltergeist yeah. phenomena. Yeah. But it, it happens in everyday life. I mean, there are there are you know countless situations in day to day life in non haunted situations where uh, objects and items get misplaced, put down, forgotten about, uh, lost. I mean, it happens almost every day here in this house. Uh, I mean, my, my my wife, bless her. I don't, she never listens to the podcast, so I'm all right. Thank She's God. forever misplacing stuff. Um, you know, it's a, it's, I think it's one of the basic frailties of, you know, we do things when we're on auto, automatic pilot sometimes. You know, mm-hmm. we, we, we pop things down and, you know, we, we return to where we thought we'd put them, but we never actually registered where we'd put them. And then the hunt begins. Um, you know, I, I routinely put things in certain places and once in a while, uh, I'll place it down to go and do a task, return to where I would normally have put it, only to find I hadn't put it there, and I can't for the life of me recall where it actually is. And Maybe I said, you did put it there, and it was removed and put neath in that, or that buffer zone. Uh, well, it is something that I think we have to recognise is a common um, phenomenon in normal daily life. Yeah, but it but is sometimes so, it could be spirit well, attempting to, to say, make it is contact a, to you. Well, they've got a very funny way of going about it. Why don't they just leave us a note? 
you know, well, they probably cheat. would, but you would throw it out. Maybe you can't read the writing. They left us a note, and they can't remember where they've left it. Yeah, there you go. Or maybe you can't remember where you. Put I wonder it. if I wonder if some of those human fact uh, failings continue on into the spirit realm as well, because you know the spirits are supposedly us uh, mm-hmm. in, in a you know in a departed form. Now you know memory and you know all of those human failings. I wonder if they get carried off into the spirit realm and. You know, they turn. You imagine you turn up and you know, you're a spirit. You you return to somewhere that was, and you you actually hadn't been there before because you've returned to the wrong place, so you couldn't remember who it was you went to see. Mm. You know, I mean, it, it's we're kind of like you know, I'll walk, I'll go downstairs, and I'll, oh, I must go back to the office and get something. By the time I've walked up a flight of stairs, I've forgotten the reason I'm there. Uh, you know, I wonder if that happens in the spirit realm also, where you know, or do they have no competing demands? Do they have perfect memory recall, like my wife claims to have? Yeah, we all do, I believe. No, only 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 my wife has. At least those memory. of high, superior intellect do. Well, obviously she's very superior intellect because she Actually, can remember every I... word of every conversation we've ever had since I've known her. See, there you go. Particularly when it involves me doing something wrong or forgetting to do something. There you go. See. What's that old adage? If uh, a man is alone in the woods by himself and there's no woman around, is he still wrong? <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so I mean, the whole idea of, of communicating with spirit uh, through devices, as well as medium, I, mean, I, I didn't want to go too much into the science, but I, I like the aspects of. Uh, you know, uh, attempting to communicate is and some of the devices that we're actually coming up with. And those are the ones that intrigue me because I, I don't understand why they have to be so difficult to for spirit to communicate. I mean, they, there's some that where they, they echo your voice and there's some that, that take the words and put it backwards and like, I don't get it. Uh, if you were a spirit and you wanted to communicate, why would you make somebody make a device to make the words go backwards so you could use them or, or in an echo? I mean, does that make any sense to you? Or? Uh, well, I mean, there is certainly, there is certainly a, a, an absolute love of devices by ghost hunters, uh, particularly in the 21st century. As well as myself. I love them myself. Whether well, yeah, good or bad, I mean, they're certainly fun. That's part of the problem. Um, and we get sidetracked by this desire for technology to take over what we ourselves can't do very well. Um, you know, we have companies, Hoff Paranormal over in the USA, he makes some extraordinary um, weird and elaborate devices. But when you actually look at them, what they turn into is a radio and usually a series of guitar effect pedals and some flashy, some flashing LED lights. Ah, flashy lights. Got to have flashy lights. And you've got to have flashy lights. And, and the newest thing now is to, uh, and Paranologies, again, a US-based uh, seller of ghost technology, uh, have started wrapping those in a resin steampunk jacket. Oh, you gotta um, love that. You would love that. Um, but they are, when you look at them, when you strip them down, you usually have uh, some form of audio input device. It's normally a radio or a, you know, a playback device of some sort. Mm-hmm. And increasingly, guitar effect pedals are being used. You know, these things that you plug between you so you can yeah, sound but like why? That's the thing I, I can't because figure out. Because they make the audio sound weird and distorted, and the more weird and distorted it is, I'm mean, gonna go check out some Hoff, uh, Steve Hoff's uh, 
videos and listen to the EVP playbacks that he, he claims. Uh, they are so distorted and musical that basically you can make it sound like anything you want. You can make any claim you want. Um, you know, he's playing them through through delay pedals and echo chambers and all that's, manner of that's other. That's the thing I don't get it. And they're, they're off the shelf. Why do they have to do that? Well, obviously, in order to be able to speak, the spirit needs to talk through an echo box, uh, a ghost. Um, the ghost needs a guitar effects pedal or a bank of guitar effects pedals. You know, a whole rack of the damn things. These things are designed to make musical instruments sound, you know, make you sound like Eddie Van Halen or... Uh, Darth Vader. Or Darth Vader. Well, they, they don't sound like Darth Vader, that's for sure. Um, I mean, go check them out. Uh, you know, there are plenty of examples online of these new uh, devices that are using guitar effect pedals. And again, it comes down to, uh, you know, fit for purpose, fit for design. So is, they, is it really just a, a marketing ploy? Then, of course then really... it is. Of course okay, it is. That's it's... what I'm trying to get at. No, I mean, I if mean... there was any scientific, uh, not any, you know, reputable reason or, or theory why he needs to use that, I'd be, I'd be curious in what it is. I mean, uh, but I, I can't I, think I, of one, to be honest with me you. Me neither. Me neither. I mean, you know, you tell, what possible, I mean, apart from the increasing the amount of distortion, uh, if you, if which you, serves what purpose? Well, if you strum and uh, pluck a string on a guitar, it makes a clean note and a series of harmonics, obviously, but a clean note. In order for you know to make your guitar sound like something else, or to you know make it more musical, particularly in the rock genre, you play it through distortion pedals, which add distortion. They add echo. They add uh, other effects. They they mess around with the audio. Um, right. Now to do that with the human voice and then claim that you are adding that to do so adds clarity seems to be. A complete reversal of any notion that the you know the device was built for. The device is obviously designed to distort and change, and yet I mean I've seen ghost hunters use voice changes. You know these kids voice changer yeah, boxes. Yeah, I've seen ghost uh, uh, ghost hunters using them in the field and claiming that by distorting the spirit's voice, it brings greater clarity to what it's saying. It can't. Uh. It just can't. It, you know you are distorting something. Um, and then claiming it makes it clearer. That's like saying, I'll paint it black and it looks white. So if that's the case, then we should use voice distorters as well so the spirit can understand us better. Well, now, there's, there's something I don't think has actually been tried. Well, it would make sense. If they have to use it, then you know we have to speak the same language, right? The same distortion, the same... Uh, nuances, or else it's like you know, someone from the UK versus someone from the US. Even though we speak the same, there are words that we wouldn't understand because we don't, you know, uh, have different. We have different cultures, so. Actually, yeah, I think, so, I think you must have. Made, you may just have had a flash of pure genius, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure I have. I mean, the idea of distort, was liquor involved, probably. <laughs> distort the distort the the uh, sales right. sitter. Yeah. We could all go walking around through haunted places with voice distorters. Think of it. Think of it. It would be awesome. Think of it. It would be fun. And I think that's the key to most of these pieces of equipment. I think something we got to do at SparrowQuest, maybe. Just get 
people walk around with voices. Oh, there's the tunes. We're going to take a break. Anyways, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles International. And yes, Steve is still here. The 99.9 miles now winds didn't blow him away. He's still here. So, anyways, yeah, whatever. Anyways, uh, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles International right here on Tojanet and Pararex Radio. And we'll be right back after the following messages. Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place an oasis in this hectic world. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly gooky, the Parrax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parrax family. They're strange. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Bear Eggs family. I might have liked to have done the intro to part two with a voice changer. They're out of reach in the kids' toy boxes downstairs, and I think yeah, the batteries. But you're listening nonetheless to Ghost Chronicles. Just slid down the banister and been back in a shake of a tail feather. Part two. On Talking Net Pararex and whichever podcast network you prefer to listen to us on. And the subject tonight is spirit communications. Fuckers and devices. Sorry. Yeah, and hey. Device. Why does, the, well, I was going to ask. Why does Tojanet have a cool, cool song like the Pararex one? Huh? Tojanet's got nothing. We don't have any of their cool stuff. They could have Tojanet bringing a whole new meaning to dead air. Whatever. Finished. All right, go ahead. I was about to say, because you raised the point about voice distortion, but equally... People go into, uh, I mean, I live in Wales, and Wales has its own uh-huh. language. And there was a similar situation, as I recall, in North America when I was over there, uh, with accents, so accent and language. Um, we we talk to spirits, you know, people go into Welsh castles uh, where the ghost is said to be 
a Welsh warrior from a thousand years ago where they would either have spoken native Welsh or French. Um, speak to them in English and then expect them to reply uh, in English through the ghost box. So yeah, not there's, only... a reason, there's a reason for that. Though, yeah, right? but intri- you know, we talked about this idea about how the ghost box worked at the start mm-hmm. of part one, but in real time, not only are the spirits listening, manipulating, they also have the ability to do have a universal translator both ways. Yeah, but listen to I mean, it's let's Star face Trek it. stuff. This. Yeah, but look at look at look at no, Major this, this Barrett. Perfectly be, logical be, explanation to that, Steve. That has to be. Go on, man. Yeah, I mean, let's face it. This apart one, from they, the most obvious, they died. They died how many centuries ago? Well, I was going to say, apart from the most obvious and logical explanation, the whole thing's BS. No, 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 no. Jeez, um, I can't believe you're a ghost hunter and you're saying that. Jeez. Oh, Anyway, uh, so I'm how? Sunset, what, and I'm year, calling it. I'm this, calling it bullshit. Yeah, whatever. Anyways, what year did this this ghost die? Thousand thousand years ago. A thousand years ago. Yeah. All right. So a thousand years ago, this uh, ghost now has the uh, been hanging around. So I'm sure he can learn the language by then. All right. Well, let's make it even more incredible. Here in the UK, we have ghost hunters who have claimed claimed claimed. claimed and have put proof, and you can find it for yourself on the internet, because I, sh- I sure as hell ain't going to point anybody in this direction. They have communicate, communicated with the spirit of a dog and also the spirit of a monkey, neither of which I think... In fact, we actually have mediums here in the UK, and I'm sure you do too in America, uh, these, these animal whisperers who can... who can... They, 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 speak, they, they sort of telepathically speak to your pet dog or cat or horse, and then the horse tells them, you know, what the problem is, and then they... they... How? How? I believe how? that better than stupid device that goes backwards. No, I, I, th- I think it's I, just... I, I, think, no, I don't anyway. think so, because uh, anybody who has an animal can communicate with their, their thing. They know what they want without verbal communication. So is it telephone or what? You know, so it could be. It's possible. I kind of believe. Uh, I think you need to see some of the claims that are made by some of these animal media. Well, the most important one was in that poor philosopher lion was killed by that dentist. And we, we, we were unaware that he was such a philosopher when he died. <laughs> that's true enough. You know, but I seri- mean, that's seriously clear. In, in World War II, the, um, you know, there was a very famous uh, squadron of bomber, uh, bomber crew squadron. And the night before the raid, the dog was killed and spe- uh, the, the dog uh, was buried whilst the, its master was on a bombing raid over Germany. And ghost hunters a few years ago went to the site of the dog's grave and they communicated with the dog using a spirit box and a K2 meter. Did they dig him up? So this this dog wasn't... How did they know we were talking to the dog? It could have been like the worms in the ground or something. Because they said they were talking to the dog. And what was really clever is that this dog... Worms are little deceivers. This dog, whilst in spirit, had learned to operate the K2. See, there you go. Oh, the K2? Yeah. Oh, well, that's, that's, that's... Perfectly science because you I mean, don't it have wasn't to... even a case of bark once for yes and bark twice for no. It was barking mad. Ah, there you go, barking mad. I like that. Yeah, this is this is the problem with, with, with what we're dealing with. I mean, you have endless number of ideas and theories and beliefs and mixed up, uh, mixed up with that, you have 
companies uh, like Paranologies, like Huff Paranormal and countless others who Ghost will up. sell. <clears throat> well, Ghost Up are a retail store, aren't they? Mm-hmm. But they will sell you. They will, you know, they will sell into this market and they will develop and promote the ideas. And then they they supply the the ghost hunting shows so people see these devices being used on TV shows and then they think, oh, they're so cool. Um, I must have an EDI meter. I must get a Mel meter. I hey, must get. Well, I've got two EDI meters. I know that's why I said it. <laughs> <laughs> but they sell, you know, they they sell this this stuff. They don't to, speak though. Do they speak iguana? No. Oh, wish they but did. They, but it's it, it's product placement on the show that ultimately sells the the device. And on the Ghost Arc, there is a there is a device that that rose from a uh, YouTube. Could have been a contender. It it could have been a contender um, if it had lived up to half its marketing hype and claims that were made about it. Um, but thousands, hundreds of people paid upfront to have a Ghost Arc and. Mm. You know, a lot of money was was taken by the company, and the product when it when it finally materialized was a complete utter disaster. And then, of course, the, the, the company just disappeared. Hey, wait a minute! Didn't you call me into buying those two Lyman telephones, saying I could use them for a ghost communication? Uh, no, but you could use them in the ghost communication experiment that replicates a nineteen forties experiment that was done. Oh, okay. But you haven't got any further than just throw them into the porch yet. No, they're right here in the box, right here. I mean, right in my drawer, right here. There I take are. them out and look at them every time and say, I mean, what the hell am I going to do with these? I mean, I, I've got a collection of stuff that was used uh, by investigators in the past and, you know, obviously in the present. And they include things like a Morse code key. That was hey, wait a minute. You gave that to me. I know. That's a fake one you gave me? No, 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 no. I said, and included things like a Morse key. You never let me finish the rest, which is there. Um, that that device was placed under a dome um, and then connected conventionally to a light and a buzzer, and the spirits were invited during a seance to tap out their responses, um, either in the form of yes-no by lighting the light or actually using Morse code. Um, I love that. So, so that was what, one way that people tried to communicate. Did it work? Uh, well, the people that used it, it claimed it. The people that used it claim they did. I so wasn't who around. People use it? Well, I wasn't around. Who were the people that use it? It was used in a spiritualist church. Okay, thank you. For their own seances. And it was developed um, by a, a, a former radio uh, technician, a radio operator in World War II, who obviously knew Morse code. And he had this idea um, that the spirits could perhaps, if they couldn't communicate directly, that they could tap out their responses in some form of code. I mean, the idea of a co- coded communication um, isn't, isn't uh, you know, most people associated with, for example, Hydesville uh, and the Fox Sisters, where they they, invent, uh, they um, invited the spirit of the beggar to tap out the responses, yes, for uh, once and twice, for yes and no. But the idea predates that by 200 years. I mean, way, way, way back in the 18th century, um, at Cock Lane in London, uh, the investigators there also invited the spirit of um, Fanny, scratching Fanny, to. Fanny, be tender with my. Yeah, it means something word. completely different here in the UK, so I wouldn't really uh, push that one too much. We are on uh, the international show. Well, it was by the Bee Gees. They were a. They were a. Uh, what do you call? No, it? no, no. That's. I mean, you know. The, the, yeah, this is a problem you talk about language. I mean, Fanny in the UK means something completely different. In fact, it's the exact opposite of what it means in the US. There you go. 
So anyways, just a little yeah. while ago in the beginning so of the show, people, if you were, you were listening, you heard that voice that came through on the speakers. Now, when I was go, thinking about that during the break, I realized that that voice was distorted. So isn't that strange? And we were talking about voice distortion. Oh, oh. because all I heard was my voice and your voice with an echo on it. No, it was distorted. If, if, if you listen to Karina, we could get Karina on here to bear witness, bear witness to the tribulations that we just suffered at the beginning of this show, then uh, you would be, uh, you know, confirmed. Yes, you're correct. So, see, I am correct. Which one of us is correct? Not you, that's for damn sure. <laughs> the sound was distorted. Well, couldn't that just simply be down to the Oh, yeah. Listen, no, no, wait, wait. That, 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 that's in the question. Little. End of talk. End of talk. Goodbye. Thank you. Thank you, <laughs> Karina. No, I'm not going to let him abuse you. I, I refuse to let him abuse you, especially when you back me up. <laughs> Thank you, Karina. So anyways, so there you go. I have We have witness. So that's interesting, though, because we were talking about distortion, and, and I, I am really excited now about going forth and buying some of these voice changes and, and equipping my team with them so we could go out and... I think that's uh, it. It's true brilliance. I've never, ever heard anybody. I mean, somebody maybe come back in the comments or the chat room to say that they've done it, but I've never yeah, encountered yeah. a... I certainly have never encountered or seen a team using voice changes to distort their speaking voice, but I've heard I've seen plenty of them using voice distortion, voice changing devices to improve the clarity of the spirit's voice. Yeah, I mean, that way we can communicate clearer with them. So I think I think yeah, I mean that's in that you're in the realms of genius there with that yeah, suggestion. Absolute pure genius, pure genius. I, I in fact I wouldn't be surprised if Steve Hoff is listening to the show that he'll have one on the market by the end of today. I wouldn't be surprised. And if, you won't uh, get any royalties. If there'd be an article in uh, Supernatural Music uh, magazine about some guy who's been doing it for years. Possibly, but I've never encountered anybody. Mm-hmm. I'm, anyway. sure that, I'm, I'm sure that you know by the end of the, you know, the week, once the podcast has been downloaded, there'll be lots of them. Mm-hmm. Karina can be a good John. Yeah, says, we just saw be... that. The, yeah, well done. Yeah, John. she has been on before, uh, John. She has been on. She has graced the presence of the airways with us. Uh, so there you go. Anyway, that being said, uh, yeah, okay, so back to the, the ghost box distortions and so forth. Uh, it's intriguing because there have been some early experiments. We, I talked a little bit about the Tesla radio. And, uh, of course, Edison's famed Spiricon, whether it really existed or not. Uh, what is your thoughts on that, the Spiricon? Well, well, Edison's or Spiricon? Spiricon? Edison's Spiricon. Well, Edison never built it. Um, and the, yes, the... but did he really come up with plans with it and so forth? Well, if he has, they've never been found, and a lot of people have spent a long time looking, and Edison was a very detailed keeper of records. Um, the whole thing comes down to a conversation he had um, where he was speculating that if spirits could communicate, then they would probably do so using a uh, the format of uh, electromagnetic waves, so a, a, a format of radio. There is no evidence anywhere that anybody has managed to locate um, that Edison went any further than just speculating in an interview. But interestingly, there have been a lot of people... Keep talking, I've got to get something. Including George Meek, who was the inventor of Spiricon. 
um, which was a device uh, used in the 80s and 90s for communicating with spirits, where they claimed that the plans or, or an influence on the device actually directly came from Thomas Edison uh, in the spirit realm. And there, are, there have been other, um, you know, here in the UK, we have other uh, inventors of electronic communication devices who claim that the plans were influenced in some way by communications with either Edison directly or from other members or other, you know, or, or directly from the spirit realm. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I actually got this while, while I, I let you ramble on. Uh, I Yeah, that's fine. I loved working with you. I... Um, I picked this uh, this board up, and it says, "I am inclined to believe that our personalities hereafter will be able to affect matter. If this reason is correct, then if we can evolve an instrument so dedicated to be affected and moved or manipulated by our personality as it survives in the next life, such an instrument, when made available." might record something. And uh, that was from Edison, by the way. That was his quote. And in Nash, uh, Modern Mechanics, uh, he there's a published article that says, uh-huh. uh, Edison's Cigarette Spirit uh, Experiments. And uh, it has several of them in there, including a several devices that uh, are made to detect uh, spirits, and uh, you know, it's it's really if you look at them, they're they're quite in, ingenious, especially at that time. They have the little photo cell where uh, you know, if a ghost or ectoplasm yeah. passes between. The problem is actually Edison never did any of this. This is this is a modern take on what Edison may have done. There is absolutely no evidence that there's ever been found um, that Edison directly he was no doubt interested in the subject and speculated upon the subject but he never went much further than that but what might be i mean the same is also well, this, said about, this is this is an eyewitness testimony right here <clears throat> well it claims to be an eyewitness testimony the records simply don't exist and edison kept good records is this a record it's also interesting that that the same claim is made by uh, made for tesla and Tesla himself, you know, said on several occasions that he believed in spirit in the spirit realm, and he believed that, that it was possible that we would be able to communicate with the spirit realm. And it is supposed by some people that, like Edison, Tesla also built a communication device or experimented with spirit communication devices. But again, the problem is they simply, despite the fact that we have, you know, very, I mean, Edison. Ne- almost never went a day without filing a patent. He filed, he filed, he filed a patent about you know every aspect, you know anything. He he was the eter- I mean he was a patent clerk first, uh, and he understood the value of patenting an idea. If Edison had even spec, you know, had gone beyond speculating on a spirit communication device, you can bet your sweet Aunt Fanny that he would have um, pe- patented that idea. Because he knew that people like Tesla were also interested, so you know the fact that no patent, no not one single record exists. And why would Edison, who spent his life dedicated his life to inventing and creating and marketing devices, if such a device existed, then why did Edison, as some people say, have it destroyed upon his death? It makes no sense. I mean, there is no. If you look at Edison's life and what he did. 
uh, throughout his life to suddenly do something as bizarre as destroy records or not patent a device that was so obviously, you know, had it existed, would be, you know, a, a huge leap in human technology. If we could talk to the spirits, Edison invented, you know, he exploited the telephone and electricity and the light bulb um, and made, you know, millions of dollars from that and improved people's lives richly. If he'd, um, if he'd gone some way to developing a spirit communication device, then why wouldn't he have patented and marketed such a device? According it to this, he worked for 13 years on these things. <laughs> I, I come back to the original point. Look at the evidence of what Edison actually did, and then to suddenly claim he did the complete opposite makes absolutely no sense. Edison was a, he was the uh, Steve Jobs of his day. He existed to develop technology and to market that technology and to, to uh, sell that technology to make money. He would not have missed an opportunity for what would have been, let's be honest, the most wondrous device ever created by man. Uh -huh. Okay, so let me read this a little bit to you and see what it actually says. One black howling wintry night in 1920, just such a night when superstitious people would bar their doors and windows from marauding ghosts, Thomas Edison, the famous inventor wizard gathered a small group of scientists in a laboratory to witness his cigarette attempts to lure spirits from beyond the grave and trap them with instruments of incredible sensitivity. Until recently, only a few favored spectators ever knew the outcome of this uh, sensational experiment. Only the few Edison intimates assembled like members of a mystic clan, ever knew what unearthly forms materialized in a scientific laboratory that night to give proof or disproof the existence of the grave. For 13 years, the results of Edison's astounding attempt to penetrate the wall that lies beyond mortality and has been withheld from the world. From now, the amazing story can be told. So, and then it goes into some of the things that happened, the amazing devices that he used that night. Yeah, that were so amazing and so brilliant that, I mean, that was a biggest, that, he managed to keep that secret that for longer than uh, the USA kept the A-bomb secret. It makes, uh, no, it makes no sense. Edison... Well, they've completed his experiment, so it wouldn't be wouldn't be uh, uh, well, the, well, apparently, according to a select few, the Illuminati, the Secret Society. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're coming down into the realm of conspiracy theories. Sure, 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 sure. There are those was, who believe and those who do not. There are, like, there are those who believe the world is flat, um, mm -hmm. and there are those who refuse to believe it's round. Edison was, uh, let the evidence speak for itself. Edison, I am. I am looking, meaning an eyewitness That's account. not evidence. That, well, and photographs. I can do that. On a, you, can, you can create photographs on a computer. You can from write 1920s? Ah, please. You can create a photograph from any era, and it's been done many, many times. There was a mm -hmm. very famous photograph that was purportedly of a ghost taken in the 1930s, and I'm sure many listeners will be familiar with the picture. That of the uh, the family sitting around the uh, with their new home, and there is uh, an uncanny figure 
hanging inverted above them, a dark shadowy form hanging upside Ooh, down. That is so scary. You know the photograph I mean. Yes, I, I do. That photograph chills up my spine. Well, when people look, I mean, that photograph was purportedly taken in the 1930s in the USA. That mm. photograph never existed until the late 1990s. There is no record. You mean it teleported from the past? It just didn't exist. Yeah, so it teleported. They took it down. Because and it came into the several future. researchers tried to track back A, to find the family, and B, to find the original photograph, which must have, uh-huh. it must have existed somewhere as a as a. But it just doesn't. It seems to be the work of a of a uh, an artist in mm. the late 1990s uh-huh. who created this story, who created the photographs to back up the story, um, and, and so goes. It's like many things. It's universally accepted by those who want to accept it, like those who accept that the Earth is flat and that Edison. And yet we have right. photographs like the brown woman of Raynham Hall, the faces and the waves that where well, there is evidence of. Well, yeah, but we had Alan Murdy on, who has examined uh, as a guest quite recently, and he, as you know, has examined the Brown Lady of Raynham Hall, and he he says that, uh, in his opinion, that the photograph is um, simply one of a double exposure and a simple photographic error. Uh, you know, so even something as well known and as that's easy to say that well, to when uh, you're past Alan, the thing and not access to the original photograph. Well, Alan has looked at one of the uh, original prints that are in the SPR mm-hmm. archive and worked from that. Um, so, again... To the believe very... in no proof is necessary, to the non-believe in no, no exactly. proof is sufficient. Exactly, and if somebody wants to, you know, some hack journalist or, or story writer wants to sit down and create a story about Edison, there is no doubt that Edison was interested in the spirit world. There is grave doubt... Uh, and no evidence that Edison ever went any further than that. Um, also, Tesla, probably, I, actually, you know, I would say that looking at the evidence, I, uh, you know, the, the records and documents that do exist, I would say one of the two of them, the one who was more likely to have at least tinkered in his laboratory to develop equipment would have been Tesla. Mm-hmm. Uh, rather than Edison. And we do have incomplete records for Tesla. You know, a lot of his material has has been separated, lost, and broken apart, um, and, and does lead to, you know, but around both of them, but particularly around Tesla, you have this, this strange mythology um, that he was associated or could communicate with aliens, that, that he was himself an alien, that he had, you know, a, game, <laughs> what? a, secret, a secret society... You know, uh, the, no, no, just and he, he gave demonstrations to a chosen few who then kept it secret until one of them decided to reveal it in HuffPost or BuzzFeed or or some other paranormal, you know, sort of story journal or your fake news site. That's you know, actually these, where I got the idea of yeah. people hunting with ghost distortions. Uh, I, yeah. I was, you know, marijuana here told me yeah. that's what we should do. So I listened I mean, to her. We can create evidence to back our own theories, or we can distort the truth to support our own theories. The simple fact is, if, if Thomas Edison had a device, um, in every, with everything else Edison created, he couldn't wait to get it patented and protected and then earn money for it. Why then, with the greatest device in human history, a device that prove, not only proves the existence of the spirit world, 
but can communicate directly with them, would Edison not have rushed to the patent office and rushed to have one in every house <laughs> in America? I'm going to disagree with you on that because these devices are not uh, absolutely, uh, you know, methods of communicating, but merely of detecting spirits. And, and uh, even so, if Edison had come even close to doing that, I mean, this is the guy that put a light bulb in every home in America and a, tele, a telephone in every home in America. Do you not think he would have had a spirit communication device in every home in America? Ah. It's only for the Illuminati. All right, the Illuminati. Mm -hmm. I'm going to join. I want to join the Illuminati. You're already a member. I know you are. Which simply means those that have got light bulbs, doesn't it? Yeah, basically. The illuminated ones. The illuminated ones, right? So, anyways, uh, that was uh, another show down the tubes. So you are coming over here in September. September, hopefully. <laughs> well, if Trump lets me out, he lets me in, and yeah, hopefully. Yeah, well, okay. I don't know. We're we're kind of like uh, protecting our borders a little bit stronger than we used to now. So uh, you are a suspicious character, so I'm not sure that you... I'm going to leave Spirit Quest a bit high and dry if I don't get over there, though, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> can you not have a nice word with him? I can, I can. He, he, we, he and I are on a first-name basis. Well, Van Helsing and uh, Al Trumpel. First name. I wonder if we could get a device to communicate with his hairpiece. Shh. It's an alien. It really controls him. <laughs> it's a I'm creature from you. Strip. I know that. I've it read that on the internet. From, yeah. It, it certainly is a creature from another planet. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So anyways, that's another show. Check out my website, inegoastproject.com. The letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com. Check out Steve's fabulous book, Ghostology and Paracoustics, at all good stores everywhere. Well, no, Amazon. Yeah, that too. <laughs> so there you go. Anything else you want to add? No. No? What about the Irish? You got anything about to say about the Irish? No. Fine. Where's the, <laughs> where's the music? I can't hear any music. <laughs> Keep rambling till the end. I thought this was the end, but evidently it isn't. <laughs> oh, we have two endings. We have oh, the end there you the go. End. <laughs> It'll all work out in the edit. Yeah, see you later. <laughs> Good night. God bless. Good night. God bless. From ghoulies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night, deliver us good law.